thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. The content of this radio show is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome to One Soul Radio, an interactive conscious conversation grounded in psychology and inspired by spirit with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Hello, everybody, and welcome to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. This is the show that is for you and by you, a virtual community creating conscious conversation and the opportunity to have a place to delve a little deeper into life than you may do on your own, offering you a unique perspective from both worlds, the psychological world and the spiritual world. I'm Callie Alpert, and I'm here with my dear friend, and spiritual psychotherapist Steve Hassenberg. Hi, Callie. Hello, Steve. Uh, you know what? What? I feel like I'm aligned with my destiny today. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I'm with you. Uh, well, yes, that's definitely. Thank you for for that, Steve. No, Steve. <laughs> but we'll get into it. Steve knows <laughs> I'm I'm not aligned with our with our show quite yet because I'm gonna funky place but we'll talk about that in a minute um but you are knowing you is also my destiny and my greatest alignment so thank you for that segue so today are you living your destiny that's the name of our show and to many of us the word destiny conjures up an intangible mystical force that determines every step of our lives in Italian, destino, and I think it's the same word actually in Spanish, means it is written in the stars. You want but me to you say have, it in Italian? Yes, please, because I guess I just butchered the accent. Destino. Okay, thank you for that. It's very Italian of you. Um, <laughs> but you may have a bigger hand in your destiny than you actually know, and it starts with building a mindful relationship with it. So today we're going to guide you with helpful questions to understand why you are living the life that you are, I hope to gain the same understanding because I'm, like I said, I'm not having, I'm not feeling the answers to my own questions right now. Share stories of our own discoveries of destiny and offer tips to ensure that you are living the destiny you most desire. So let's start with the concept of destiny um, and what it what it means, right? Well, what what destiny means? It's that's a, a lot of stuff to ask me but uh, do you want to start from a more tibetan place sure let's start in tibet should we start in tibet yes Uh, i've been a student of uh, tibetan buddhism Mm -hmm. since i was 20 or 22 Mm -hmm. and they have a very different way of looking at life so what they say in terms of destiny is that as a soul, a boy falls in love with his mother. (laughs) Sounds very Oedipal, but keep going. I know, it's very Freudian. And a girl falls in love with her father. Mm -hmm. But at a deeper level, I did that because it was fun to do. But at a deeper level, the idea is as a soul you choose your parents, right? You choose your parents, not unknowingly, right? But profoundly, wisely, deeply. And you choose them for their good behaviors, for their bad behaviors, for their negative beliefs, for their positive beliefs. And each soul chooses with the greatest love, because it's not always going to be easy going into a family, with the greatest love and the greatest desire to create harmony in the family they're going to. So I think there's more to say, but that's a good idea of how a how you would look at this spiritually. 
Well, that's a pretty deep answer for the idea, like the concept of destiny, which, you know, we always appreciate on the show or try to do. Um, the one thing I want to just say, first of all, is we'd love to hear from everybody. And if you want to join and talk to us about destiny, your destiny, share stories, ask questions, the number is 816-251-3555. So give us a call. We are here to commune with you. Um, I think a lot of people, so I agree with all that. Even if I'm not, I don't mean to be cryptic. I know I'm, I, I'm always, I'm always kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth when it comes to my personal stuff, because part of me doesn't want to complain. Part of me doesn't want to say too much that, you know, doesn't support some of my family members where they're in funky places. And then the other part of me is always here to be honest and vulnerable. So um, that's where I'm at as I start, as I ramp into the show. But I do believe um, as I'm going through a very tough chapter with my parents right now that we do pick them. Um, like you said, for, you know, our highest good and to kind of learn our stories. Um, I think, though, if we kind of bring this back down to the basics of how most people connect with the word destiny, um, I think it's used often interchangeably with fate, you know, meaning that um, the, you know, sort of the, the direction of where your life lands. I often think that destiny is looked at as an end point where you land, whether it's where you land in an hour because something's meant to be another expression we all use a lot, um, whether it's an accomplishment or a relationship or some moment where you're like checking a box on your life list. I think that's often how we um, re relate to the word destiny. Um, and then also when you look at your whole life trajectory as to all the different directions that it's taken you in. I think a lot of people look to destiny to that, um, look to destiny in that way. But I think one of the big um, things that we want to set up today is that destiny is also about all the little moments that sort of comprise your life. And that's the part that I think is probably fresh for a lot of people. We don't typically think of it in those terms. We think of it more in the overarching, I think. Yeah, I know. Um, aside from the Tibet story, which I <clears throat> told because it was a good place, a fun place to jump in, um, I've always thought of my destiny uh, as I'm aligned with my destiny mm -hmm. when things go well for me. Exactly. Then it's really easy to feel like everything's exactly in its perfect place. This is how it's supposed to be. This is the house that I was supposed to buy. This was the woman I was fall, supposed to fall in love. This was the dog who I lost who came back as a reincarnation. <laughs> There's so many ways of talking about destiny as goodness destiny as alignment mm -hmm. destiny as my life is working perfectly right and that's not the whole story no i know but you're gonna tell us the rest. <laughs> oh am i i was just sort of setting it up um so i also think that destiny is often used when so if we go now to the other side of that and we talk about the things that are the bigger challenges in life i think often it's used when people want to try not to get when they want to soldier through difficult times, when they want to maintain some hope or some trust that there's a bigger something at play that will make them stronger or will enlighten them or teach them a valuable lesson. Um, well, it's meant to be or this will make me stronger or there's got to be some higher reason. I think there's a fine line where that can also um, run the risk of being the spiritual bypass that we talk about a lot. Right. where you almost skip your feelings about things that are more challenging and you go right to the, oh, it's meant to be and it's my fate and it'll all be fine. And there's, um, you know, that's great if it's a great, if it's a reminder, if you're using it as a reminder that there's something higher to believe in and trust in and have hope in. But I think we also, also caution um, our listeners and ourselves, because I, you know, I, I have to check myself with this also, is when it's the spiritual bypass, when you haven't given yourself enough space to just feel the pain of whatever it is that you're going through. So, right. right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk a little bit more about the, this is kind of the um, it, it, the next step in what you're talking about with the, the Tibetan kind of take on destiny. 
because you talked beautifully to me the other day about how we all come with this sort of blueprint that our soul chooses beyond our parents. Right. Right. Just like our whole life and what the whole thing's going to look like. Right. Um, that we come to that from our higher knowing that has chosen has laid out what our life is going to look like, what this particular incarnation is going to look like without knowing which option we're going to choose or exactly right. how we're going to meet those different situations, right? Can you speak to that? Because you're very eloquent when you describe it. Okay. Um, obviously, this is something that I, I learned from a beautiful channel that I worked with for 20 years. Ron Scholastico, and um, I asked Ron one day about how souls make these choices about what kind of lifetime they're going to live. And actually, his answer shocked me <laughs> because he said that in one moment, a soul would see every choice that would be open to them during a whole lifetime. Mm -hmm. And in the second moment, would also see all the ramifications of those choices as it affect each human being on Earth. It's amazing to think right? about. We don't we don't have any real frame of reference for that. No, we really don't. But the idea was, and this is the question was about free will. Then I said, "Well, where is free will?" And he said, "Free will had to do, even though the soul sees all the choices, it doesn't know what choice human beings are going to choose." Mm. So it doesn't know what pathway they're going to walk down on. Beautiful. And I thought, wow, that's very wild stuff. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. I mean, that in an instant, our higher self in a way that most of us can't really know in this body, we can maybe touch it every once in a while. Right. Um, really made those decisions for us. And we're going to talk more about that later because it helps with the coping mechanisms of when things are going tough, when your destiny doesn't feel so pretty on a certain day. Um, I told you this. I think it's uh, kind of fun to share that I've for a long time, probably decades when I've thought about fate versus free will or destiny versus free will. In my mind, I've always had the image of a, a maze as if, uh, you know, a maze like that a little mice that mouth that a mouse runs through right um but the maze being what our higher self or the universe or god force or whatever terminology you want to use lays out for us mm -hmm. and then our free will is what chooses which direction we're going to go which left turn right turn which doorway where ultimately we always end up in the exact same place um so I'm, I'm reminded of one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs and not to depart too much from our conversation, <laughs> but I yes. am a total leadhead. Yeah. And one of my favorite songs is 10 Years Gone. And uh -huh. one of the early lines in the song is, though the course may change, sometimes rivers always reach the sea. Beautiful. Cal. And I cry every time I hear that, but right. just because Robert Plant is my boyfriend from another lifetime. But um, anyway, it kind of speaks to the same thing. So it, it's as if there's this beautiful synergy between what came to us from our higher, bigger place or God or whatever you want to, um, however you want to look at it. And then the part of us in these bodies every day, is, uh, every day that makes these little and big decisions just to see where, how our, where our movement is. Can I throw a crazy thing in? Yes, please do. We haven't hit our crazy quota yet for today. Okay, so the idea of when rivers meet, meet the sea, <laughs> what I'm thinking about, sometimes the river meets the sea quickly and sometimes it doesn't. I was in Zion National Park and there's a place there with a huge rock face that goes up about 3,000 feet. And at the bottom of that rock face, water is coming out mm trickling out you can drink it if you want to mm -hmm. and they say that water started two million years ago mm -hmm. 
And so <laughs> that water coming to the sea takes a little longer. So the choices that we make also determine how quickly or slowly we get to some of our alignments or goals in this lifetime. Mm. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. I mean, I, I, I know I, I gather and you and I have had plenty of these conversations. I try to learn this, that the more um, open we are, the less dense we are, the more accepting, the more we lean into all the little moments of our destiny, the more we accelerate. Right. right. Is it something right. like that? Right. Because the more we make choices are everything. Right. So the Buddha said this about choices. He said, if you want to know your past lives, look at the present condition of your mind. Mm. If you want to know your future lives, look at your present choices. Choices are everything. I love that. So we can make choices that are aligned with goodness, that are aligned with patience, that are aligned with love, that are aligned with compassion. We can make choices that are aligned with worry, with hatred, with anxiety. Not that we always choose it. It sometimes feels like it chooses us. But you can continue to choose negative, recycled patterns, and more than likely, not only will you stay there, but your circumstances won't move that much. And that's not fun. No, we've all been through it. <laughs> it's not fun. I think I see a caller on hold here. Let's see if I can get her on the line. Caller, are you there? Is that me? Hi, yes, that's you. What's your name and where are you calling from? Welcome. Oh, no, and I have a bite of food in my mouth. <laughs> oh, so my name is. do you need a minute or do you want to tell us what you're eating? <laughs> I'm eating a salad. <laughs> and, my name, and my name is Vicki, and I'm from L.A., but I'm actually in San Diego. Well, thanks for joining okay, us, Vicki. Do you have, I'm so sorry. Do you, have, <laughs> do you have thoughts about your destiny or a question? You know what I do, and I'm afraid you guys are going to fire me. Are you allowed to fire listeners? I don't know if it works that way. but um, We're pretty equal opportunity lovers when it comes to our listeners, so we haven't fired anybody yet, so <laughs> okay. fire I away. Know my okay. Um, well, honestly, I almost I, I love you guys. I love your show. Um, it's you. amazing, and I'm very grateful. And I almost just said, oh, I can't listen to this show today because it's too painful for me. And 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 – and then I don't want to, I always want to say something positive and supportive, and I don't want to go against the grain. And I have to be honest and vulnerable. So, I mean, truthful. So for me, I'm really struggling with um, this aspect as well, because I believe in destiny. I feel like I was on track for, you know, my life. And um, the nutshell is I, um, I had an injury happen to me, that has literally robbed me for 11 years of living anything remotely what I feel was my purpose in life, my mm. gift, my talent, who I am, my essence, and everything. And it's very hard for me to believe that this is my destiny. And even right. with all the study and spiritual stuff and, you know, there's a reason for this and all the things that you guys talk about and, and that I work on and believe in, I... I really am not able to believe that this is what's supposed to happen. I don't see a silver lining. I mean, basically, I took a medication for three days 11 years ago, and it has kept me from living life. And, and sorry, what I'm trying to say is, you know, you hear stories like, oh, somebody broke their back, and it was horrible, but they, you know, got a matchbook, and that taught them to be an artist, and now they realize they're an artist or a writer, and mm -hmm. something good mm -hmm. came out of it, a silver lining. That mm -hmm. has not happened. This has kept me from being who I am, and I'm the kind mm -hmm. of person who would be like the Mothers Against Drug Driving. You know, I would or do a documentary or start a, a TV show or create a law or go to the Capitol steps. And my condition prevents me from all that. So I'm really sorry. I don't want to go on. But I feel 
really lost that I am not in any way living my destiny. And then there's that other word, fate, or I go, well, is this really my destiny? Am I fated, so to speak, to have had something horrible happen and really derail me from my life? So I'm sorry. I feel like this is not along the grain, but I'm really struggling with it, and I appreciate you. And I feel like I've literally been pulled out of what was supposed to be my life. And right. and all the stuff about choosing, I cannot believe I chose to take a medication, you know, that in two days literally damaged me, like getting hit by a bus. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. My fire, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I mean, thank you, number one, for calling and sharing and being so vulnerable. That sounds like that's been a really long and challenging ride for you so we appreciate your candor and you don't have anything to apologize for that's number one prevents me from being me me would be out and about with people and interacting you know and it just it prevents me i can't whatever i won't go on about what i can't do but i try to focus on what i can't anyway i'll be quiet now and Mm -hmm. listen thank Mm -hmm. you well i um i think steve can speak um definitely better from the higher realms of how to reconcile all of these pieces that you've so honestly um, laid out because when you're when you're redirected um, especially in a way where it's just a continual challenge and when it comes whatever for whatever you know whatever it is but in this case for your health um, to start looking for a bright side and to accept and to lean in, you know, I can, I imagine is a very, very difficult thing to do, to do. Um, I can only relate in different ways to big challenges I've had in my life where it doesn't feel like there's like you're on course. Um, but the one thing yeah. that I would ask you is have you had moments, even if they're not sustaining, have you had moments where you're leaning in and it feels more successful than other times? Or well, do you, um, throughout my yeah. Throughout my life before this injury happened, I had all kinds of challenges, struggles, things, you know, but I always felt, you know, choices. I've always felt, you know, on the path. I I also want to say that when you're not living your destiny or you feel like you're not, it's very painful not to be living your purpose, not to be living your destiny. And I believe in choice. I take responsibility for everything in my life. But in this case, it's like I don't have a choice. You know, uh, there's things I literally can't do. I try to work around and work over. I try to find moments. I try to use, you know, what Steve says, like everything's an opportunity to love more, to love someone else, love myself. But I really feel like um, what it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like how it's supposed to be, and I can't change it you know so I work with acceptance I mean but I know I don't I'm just I don't know if I answered your question Kelly yeah yeah no that's okay the reason I was asking was more about um if you give yourself those moments to just really feel the depths of the despair and make space because I know that this process for everybody um, regardless of what your story is is a constant process it's a constant coming and going and ebbing and flowing some days you're accepting some days you're hopeful for months you might feel really really dark and then maybe you you know have a little moment of hope again and the sun shines in your window the right day and one day and you feel hope and then you revert back to it you know the hope um, ebbing and then it flows so I would that's where I was getting at first is just in the process before we get to the bigger piece but I'd like to hear from Steve because I know there's something in the word should and supposed to that we probably need to speak to as well well what I was going to talk to Nikki about and we may have to take it over after the break is my and I've talked about it on the show before my experience of losing everything and um losing the house losing the practice losing my mind and uh i certainly didn't feel in any way that that was my destiny and in fact i fought it for a long time and um a year and a half in when I felt like every possible thing was gone. I woke up in the middle of the night at three in the morning and I saw, what do I have left? 
And the only thing that I could think of was that I had the ability to love myself, even in the midst of this, what I would call tragic situation. And I had the ability to love others more. And I also had the ability to be more compassionate toward myself. And uh, that's all I knew for another year and a half. And I just started practicing that. Now, of course, mine finally ended, so I can't speak with your experience. Mine finally ended, but I know that was the only thing that I could actually come up with because nothing else was working. And I think well, we, we have to go to a commercial break, so I'll go back to Callie for a minute. We've got another, um, we've got a little bit of another 30 seconds before we um, take a, a short break. Um, but I think too, I keep thinking of, of Victor Frankl also in this, which maybe we can talk about a little bit more when we come back. Um, but I think that like, yeah, I think what's, I think Steve can talk to this um, better when we have a little, when we, when we come back from the break, but the idea of having to like be completely dismantled and everything that you thought was yours, everything that you thought your life was meant to be is definitely, you know, a very difficult and challenging place to be. So Nikki, if you please stick with us, we are going to just um, dip away for a moment and we'll be right back. Welcome back to One Soul Radio with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome back, everybody, to One Soul Radio. I'm Kelly Alpert here with Steve Hassenberg, and we are talking with one of our beloved callers, Nikki. Uh, our show today is about destiny and are you living your destiny? And we're really speaking to the parts of destiny that are not the um not the not the most obvious versions of the of, of you, the usage of the word particularly when it comes to moments in your life chapters in your life where things are very very difficult and challenging how can we reconcile the vision that we have for our lives and our destiny when we're really sidelined by major life challenges so um nikki are you still with us I am. Okay, good. So to speak, so, thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, at, before the break, you so um, vulnerably shared your um, health challenges and how your life has been derailed over the last 11 years. Um, and Steve was starting to speak, um, you know, re reference to his um, many years when he was incapacitated at really, and your life changed from your Epstein-Barr virus, really extreme version of it, and how after all the dismantling when nothing was left and you really thought you had lost everything that what um what you got at the core of you was your ability to love in a deeper way right and, and i'm going to go back to what you mentioned which was victor frankl man's search for meaning right so victor frankl uh, was a psychiatrist who was uh imprisoned by the nazis and uh, he found something similar to what I found, which was making the smallest things in his life important and uh, making them precious. That if there was nothing left except a cell, what could he make real? What could he make precious? What could he love? How could he be kinder to himself? And he made it out of there without a mental illness. So many people died in those cages, and he went on to have a long career. So I don't think there's any bullet, silver bullet for this stuff. If there's anything I learned is that we're being forced to do the, the thing that's most simple, and that is to find goodness to find love, 
to find ways of treating ourselves well, even in the midst of tragedy. And um, I don't have any other big universal ideas about it. Yeah. But I think those are the most important. He also talked about the um, idea that, and again, I have another song popping into my head from um, Traffic, one of my other favorite bands. Um, the line is, spirit is something that no one destroys. <clears throat> and I believe it's been a long time since I read that book, but I feel like that was something that he spoke to either during, yes. um, during his imprisonment or thereafter, that at the core, similar to how your love could not be stolen and your love deepened for yourself and for others that he knew that one thing that nobody could take away where his deepest power and empowerment was, was in his own spirit. That was something that was always his to hold and no one else's. Um, so these are things, these are very big, lofty, difficult, you know, easy for us to say in the moment sort of concepts when mm -hmm. you're struggling and suffering and none of it can apply. Some days it just, none of it's going to work. Um, and then there are also days where I think it's trying to, I, I was saying to Steve during the commercial, I try to be delicate because for as, for as much as I understand pain on a very deep level and I've experienced a lot of pain and trauma and psychological abuse and struggles on a lot of different levels that we don't need to talk about right, you know, deflect to right now. Um, I also want to be uh, gentle because I don't walk in your shoes and I haven't experienced what you're, you know, what you're experiencing, Nikki. So I want to be sensitive to that. Um, but at the same time, I feel like there are days when my inner warrior princess, when my stronger spiritual self takes on my challenges as a almost like a badge of honor, at least the attempt of, as a badge of honor to strengthen my spirit to believe to the depths of my soul that there's a reason I'm being given this situation, no matter how hard or ugly it feels, and no matter how much I don't think anybody understands or has experienced it, there are those moments. And when I have those moments, I'll try to embrace them and celebrate them. And it starts to build on what Steve was suggesting, which is the good things. It's another, I don't know if this makes sense, it's, a, it's another version of sort of stringing together those moments of either strength or positivity, even if they're tiny little glimmers. But I find that sometimes on a day where you might feel a little bit more in, emboldened or empowered to uh, try to reframe this, even if it lasts for 30 seconds, that little moment that little pearl can stay with you and you know that energy will continue to grow does that does that connect um yeah well first of all i appreciate you both so much and i'm codependent so i'm also a codependent audience and only want to say things that bolster and you know fit with what you're talking about and we're all um, codependent yeah. don't you worry you're not alone <laughs> i'm a, but um you know i um <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and I'm a cheerleader, <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, I have my ups and downs and stronger moments and ways to find a work around it or through it or over it or deny the pain, really, but the situation as of yet, see, I insert my hope for hope, as of yet, I have, there's nothing I can do, like, I don't have the power to change it, and so I know it's not sexy or popular to be a victim, and in my whole life, I always, you know, I believe that my my thoughts, my intentions, my actions, my all of it, my choices, you know, somehow resembled some outcome of my life. And this particular situation feels like it just happened and robbed me. So I do get, I am, I am struggling with it, and I keep trying. And but I haven't found in 11 years any place where it feels like there is a reason for this. Um, so, but I'll keep trying, and, and yes, and thank you, and um, I don't know if I answered you, but... Well, we... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I just wanted to thank you again for your honesty and for your candor, and for all you know, you're helping someone just by sharing your story right now, and I hope I you hope take so. even a little ounce of solace in that. Thank you. I, I mean... Steve knows who I was before, and I feel like I'm not really, I'm trying to still be Nikki, you know, but this has actually 
rob me of my destiny, I feel, of being Nikki. Like, I feel like each of us, if we, like, whatever little rose or flower we are, that a full life is that whatever that flower is gets to open, you know, to what it's supposed to be to some degree in its fullest before it dies or gets run over by a truck. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I yeah, like yeah, I understand. I, I feel I also, yeah. that I got robbed of myself. And that's right. in future. Anyways, okay, enough, enough. Thank you so much. I didn't mean to take too much time. No, and, um, thank it was you so much. Me to just stay Bless. and not leave the show and not listen because it's too painful. Because mm-hmm. I want to live my destiny. I worked really hard to find my purpose, and I know what it is. Yeah. But anyway, bless you both and everybody. Thank you. Blessings to you Bless as well. you too. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today. <laughs> I was going to say it's also, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> there's nothing to apologize for when we have feelings of vulnerability or when we don't want to listen to the show. I told you before the show, I'm not feeling in any way at peace with anything having to do with my own destiny today. And here we are. So we're, we're all humans and we all are having our, you know, our own unique experiences while we try to ride out this life of ours, right? You want to call in? Do I want to call in? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it next time. I'm calling in. Okay, good. All right. We actually do. I think we have another caller or two on the line. Let's see. Hi, caller. Are you there? Hello? Hi. What's your name and where oh, are you okay. calling from? I never know if it's me or not if I'm still on hold. <laughs> it's you. Um, Hello. Who is, who is you and where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Denise. I'm calling from Northern California. And I just, I had to, I just felt so compelled to call in after hearing her uh, I could just feel her pain so deeply, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if it's okay to promote someone's book, but um, sure, Your Soul's Plan by Robert Schwartz, I think would be so helpful for her, because it's always hard to see, like, when you're in it, right, you're yeah. struggling through a challenge, and you just can't see, like, what's the meaning of this? Sometimes right. it's helpful to get that outside source to look in and just know, you know, this is this is happening for a reason. Um, this is a huge challenge. It's not easy, but to always know that there is a deeper purpose and, and there's some great, great learning to happen for her. And if she can get there and break that open, it will be so massive, such a beautiful sea change and, a, and, and something that I think would really be important for her soul's plan. Mm, I just I would share that. I just, I yeah. just felt so compelled to dial, so... Well, thank you so much, number one, for joining us and for sharing those important resources. So we'll check that book out, Your Soul's Plan. And yeah, I'd ask Schwartz. you a question, Denise. Do you have, does this sure. um, connect for you? Do you have, uh, can you speak from experience about maybe a hardy story in your life that wasn't so easy to navigate? And in retrospect, oh, you know that it absolutely. was in fact a destiny? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, I actually had called about it. Uh, previously on one of your your topics of forgiveness and i think about it often whenever i hear your your radio show i'm always like remembering how wonderful that session was was that you know my family went through some great torment and uh where my my parents had been married for over 50 years and a, another woman kind of came in and and it was just a horrible horrible situation where never in our wildest dreams would we have imagined that um, my parents' relationship and strong marriage, because I really believe they are soulmates, and he came back and confirmed that too, but it was just, it tore our family apart, and it was just so hard to see my mother suffer, and it literally just broke us all to our knees, and, um, you know, I I just, I I cherished my father, I'm the youngest and the only daughter, I was daddy's girl, he was on a pedestal for me. And it was just so heartbreaking that I just thought, why is this happening? And I and I kept asking, what am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to learn from this? What what's going on here? And you know, in time, because you know, time heals all wounds. This too shall pass is the best saying ever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I saw how my mother had to go through that struggle mm-hmm. um, to really see her own value. Mm, and because her whole life, as women tended to do back in the 50s, 60s, we, you know, it's we were so subservient. You know, it was all about like making him happy and doing everything for him that I think she gave so much of herself away. And right. when he left, she realized how strong she was. I don't think 
we know how strong we are. You know, we never give ourselves enough credit for that. And my mother blossomed in a way that I don't think would have happened had she not gone through that. And beautifully enough, my mother's love for him was so unconditional. It was a lesson for all of us just to see how forgiving she was. It was hard for everybody else. We were upset mm, for well. her, but she, her unconditional love and inner peace knowing that their love was still continuing on. Mm. You know, my father would, was always saying, hey, I love two women I, at once. Like, I, they're very different loves, but anyway, it, it's hard for so many people to understand, and yet the, their bond really couldn't be broken. But it was just so beautiful to see my mother's transformation and... I think it surprised so many people around her because they were all so angry at my father. And she's like, why are you so angry? You know, he's my husband. <laughs> you know, right. and it was well, just, I don't it's know. Always, other people's stories always become oh, our own yeah. mirrors, and, right? You know, it's, uh, yeah, but that's, that's beautiful. That us so much. I'm sorry. No, sorry, you go ahead. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to. I couldn't hear everything you were saying. Please repeat the last sentence you just I'm said. I'm probably repeating myself anyway, but um, it was just such a beautiful gift um, to that she gave us during her difficult, challenging moment. And uh, so I was just thinking about this woman, who your previous caller, and I just thought her challenge could be a gift for someone else to see how she can overcome it and see the beauty of the struggle. Um, I don't know. I'm not really being very eloquent about it, but uh, I'm just, I'm getting emotional again. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you know, are being like, very eloquent, actually. I think I remember you from our forgiveness show, Yeah, you probably actually, remember and, me from being <laughs> choking Yeah, <up. laughs> Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, I, I mean, that's, so first deeply. of all, it, it means a lot for you to um, to call and care so much about our other callers because that's the community that we always intend to exactly. create with exactly. the show. So. That means a lot that you're offering something to um, to Nikki. So thank you for that. Yes, yes, yes. It's like when you experience something so deeply and you see how it can heal and make you stronger, you just you you want to just share that with everybody who will listen. Mm, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Denise, so much. That I hope that brings her some comfort. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. And we'll make Thank sure you. that um, I, I'm sure that Nikki is uh, listening and, and can. we'll make sure that she gets the uh, the reference to that the title of that book. So thank you. Thank you. That's I think one of the, the biggest lessons here is, too, is the idea of um, when we're living out our destiny, again, in the ways that we referred to earlier, that are not fun. It's a huge leap of faith. You're not feeling the, the lessons and the meant to be-ness and the benefits and the gifts and the ways you're going to impact other people you're not feeling that you're just feeling like we know what we're feeling like and so that's the trick is you know how do we try to even um, summon up a rear view mirror when you're still in the middle of whatever the situation is and you right? really you really can't right i've never been very good at it you know meditating since i was 20 years old and being able to have that rear view mirror is too much to ask. <laughs> it is. The best thing we can do is try not to resist what's going on, even though resistance is going to be normal. Try to find a way of opening our heart to it. Even that's difficult. <laughs> and so what you're saying is so important. We're we're not telling our listeners today that you're always going to find a silver lining. But I think what we are saying is that you can find precious moments in even a difficult life. And I would bring my daughter into this, who has Lyme's disease and is bedridden. And she finds ways of making jewelry for people who are sicker than she is. And that gives her a tremendous amount of happiness. And so she's always trying to find a way to help others, even though she needs so much help. And so it's another thing to think about. Mm, Beautiful. I think it might, before we take our next caller, I think quickly it might be helpful for 
um, for for some of our listeners who share some of um, this kind of language when it comes to, you know, our, our soul choices and our karma and all these things that inform our destiny. You and I were talking the other day about old souls, especially old souls sometimes have even harder rides than souls that haven't been around as many times. We have right? talked about that. Right? Because yeah. they're um, they're burning out or completing storylines for maybe for the last or one of the last times around. And That's sometimes right. they can be deeper and darker. Do you want to tell the story quickly about the... Um, it was, it was about the somebody in the Sudan, like the the dying of hunger. Oh, yeah. So if I go back to my wonderful friend Ron and the channel, and I was talking to him about fear one day, and he said, well, imagine somebody who's dying of hunger in the Sudan. And the first take you would have on that person, well, you would feel sorry for them, but you wouldn't think that they were very evolved because that's how we think of these things in Western culture. But he said, think of it a different way, that that soul came in to live out their last fear, and that last fear was dying of hunger. So I want you to begin looking at life that way, because it's not what it appears to be. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. And again, very easy to say when you're not in a difficult place. But if we can at least try to take on some of these new reframes as potentially as a different lens to look through, you know, right. look at our destiny, um, maybe there's little moments where some of it can ring true in a way that can just bring us yeah. a moment, moment of relief, right? You bet. So before we get to our action steps, we have one of our caller on the line that I think we have a little, we have some time for. Caller, are you there? Hi. Are you talking to me? Yes. Hello? Hi. Yes. Can we have your name and where you're calling from? Hi. I'm, 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 I'm in my, um, I'm Jan and I'm calling from LA. This may have been answered. Um, when things happen that are really disagreeable and challenging, how do we make sense of that as our destiny? When Because when this occurs for me, it feels like I'm being actually taken away from my destiny and not towards it. Right. That's what Nick, Nikki sort of expressed a similar kind of feeling where you feel like you're really being yeah. taken away from your from your road. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the question. I'm in. Thank I'm, you. You're welcome. I, I'm in my car, so I'm going to hit mute so you don't hear background <laughs> stuff. That's okay. It's like the good old-fashioned, you know, drive-time radio shows. That's what we're doing here, except we're, you <laughs> yeah. know, we're online, so it's all good. Um, do you, you want to speak to that? Before well, we... let's 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 start with it. Um, and I think this question cannot be asked too much because it doesn't make sense, right? Uh, as human beings, we, we love pleasure and we dislike pain. So when something painful happens, we tend to see it as a punishment or a rejection. And I think that the big picture that Callie and I have been promoting over the 40 shows, is it 40 shows now? Something like that, because we're halfway. Yeah, we'll do a count, and we'll, we'll, I'll get back to you on it. <laughs> <laughs> These 40 shows that we've done comes back to this idea of a blueprint, that the soul has a blueprint. And so when you go into a family like I did that was very, very dysfunctional, um, and there was violence, and there was anger, and there was rage, who would imagine that I would have chosen that? I thought the stork brought me to the wrong house. But all of these experiences that I had were able to culture me. They were able to culture my character. And doing a lot of therapy, I began to understand my father better, my sister better, 
And all of that made me who I am today. And it's a short answer, but the painful stuff and the good stuff and the hard stuff make us who we are. And I've come to accept that. And now you're here to grace everybody else's lives with all of your insight and wisdom too. And, but who would have known that that's what you were preparing yourself for back then? You know, it's always, it's, it's such a big, it's a great, um, it's a great test of faith and, and, um, and hope and belief. Um, so with that quickly, our action steps for today. And the other thing I wanted to say also to our previous caller is when I think of Joseph Campbell, the road we're given is the one we're ready for. I think it was Joseph Campbell. Do I have that right? Joseph Campbell, the path okay. that we're on or the, one, we were, the okay. one we've been ready for. All right. So just as a reminder to everybody, I have to remind myself of this a lot and a lot lately. We'll take our leaps of faith. So with that, our action steps. Number one, put some attention on the small moments that are your destiny and greet them with gratitude. You can write them down just to remind yourself of their presence in your life. When a few little glimmers are going right, when you hear the right chirp of a bird or a cloud looks pretty or a stranger smiles at you on the street, write it down, note it, and just hold that energy with you and despite everything else that's going on. Second of all, think of some of the best God winks that you've had. That's an expression that's based on a a book series that came out a bunch of years ago. We haven't gotten to that today because we had such great calls. But the idea of when the synchronicities happen, where you have a whole, um, just a a host of different things that kind of conspire in your favor and and show you a, a nice lesson from above that there's something higher that's at play. And write them down to remind yourself that your life is flowing with purpose and in the right direction. And then finally, who said that every moment of your life represents your destiny? Are there choices that you would like to make today to change your life and destiny? Please list three. And I have a list of about 10 today. (laughs) So with that, I'll repeat those one more time. Try to put some attention on the small moments that are your destiny. Greet them with gratitude and just remember to honor them and write them down. Number two, remember some of the greatest larger synchronicities that you've kind of gotten from the heavens above in whatever form they take. And note them. Remind yourself that your life is actually flowing with a sense of purpose and meaning, especially when you forget. And third of all, think of all the times, um, think of the moments of your life that represent your destiny and the ones that you'd like to change and write those down, make a list. We have a lot of writing assignments today, but it gives it a little extra life when things are written on paper. So with that, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Please join us here again next week, same place, same time, our show, What is Enlightenment Really? And in the meantime, join us on Instagram at One Soul Radio and Facebook at One Soul Radio Podcast. Thank you. Wishing you all blessings for a good week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.